1: Here are your hosts,
0: Chase Palm. And broadcast school has really paid off. Auntie. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in,
2: Monday morning edition, Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Palm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford studio here with you today. We will uh, touch on some old miss topics. Ole miss men's basketball losing to Arkansas on Saturday, 69 57. The final in that one there in Fayetteville. Ole Miss 1-6 uh, now in the SEC. I think I have that right. They are at home Tuesday against the Missouri Tigers for their uh, next game. The Ole Miss women's basketball team losing to Auburn in overtime yesterday, 77-76. In that win, uh, losers are two straight, losing to Alabama and uh, and Auburn. I believe Mississippi State is up next uh, at home for uh, for. Yo, and the uh, the Rebels in that one. Some recruiting going on. You can get that coverage at rebelgrove.com. I picked up a uh, a portal corner from um, Georgia Tech over the weekend. His name Shh. is escaping me. He's a very
3: secretive recruiter. Uh, Shh. Sorry. If you tell people, <sighs> I'm
2: kidding. What's his name? Watson.
3: Uh, Zamari Walton.
2: Walton, not Watson. Walton.
3: Walton. Close enough.
2: Uh, a little about him. Watson's okay. a
3: secret. Watson's a secret. Okay. Walton's public now. Okay. I think. Is it? Okay.
2: Uh, so moving over the weekend, especially since we last talked to you on uh, Thursday there. Might get a little bit of that, that today. Obviously the, uh, the final four of the NFL season is set after the divisional round weekend. So a lot of stuff going on. We'll get to it today on the show. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch specials change every day, but every single day they're great prices. You get an east fountain drink and the bread of your choice there with, uh, with that meal. And you can also let them take care of dinner, whether it be ribs, chicken. Call ahead. They'll wrap it up, have it ready to go. Side items, desserts, plenty of options there in every Blue Sky location up and down I-55 and throughout North Mississippi as well. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio.
3: We are. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Is that number? Call it, ask for uh, Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can chop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guest join on the uh, MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your uh, career in your own hands, Maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify. Andy Andy Ludeke can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. Uh, Call Andy. Put your life and career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You have nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Contact Andy at Andy at net, or I'll call him at 404-973-9901.
2: Also gave this uh, this PSA out on Thursday, but uh, for those who will be in town April 22nd, 23rd, as you know, Morgan Wallen coming to uh, Vaught-Hemingway Stadium in, uh, in Oxford. Tickets for both nights have been discounted. They're still available, so if you're waiting, if you're trying to see when the time was that, probably now. I think one night they're as low as seventy eight dollars. One night they're maybe as low as ninety eight dollars, something like that. So you can visit morganwallen. to find out more. Uh, more there, yeah. Neil, the uh, the portal window is closed, but that doesn't mean portal activity is closed. Is that is, is, is that the way you would you would categorize that? I mean, including you know really a really a storyline yesterday that we haven't seen in a while. I mean, it felt kind of like Chris Jones at the Fright house a little bit. Nobody really sure where Davis and Nick Minosin is located yesterday. You figured that out yourself. At least what he told you some Texas a and people had him in college stations. Some Texas a and people did not have him in college stations. Some of them changed their mind an hour later. I mean, he was, he was a well-traveled individual. If he was everywhere that somebody said he was yesterday.
3: <clears throat> Trying to decide how much I'm really willing to go here. Um, because it's not worth it. Um, where I get the call from rivals, like, "Why are you doing this?" Um. Yeah, it's one of these things. It, it just felt like the old days. That's all. Okay, it, it kind of uh, did for the people who like love the drama of recruiting. First, God bless you. Secondly, seek help. Third. Because
2: I'll, I'll be honest, I had to catch up. I was riding the basketball thing yesterday. I was not really paying much attention to the message board from several hours prior to the NFL games kicking off. Kind of had a thing. And I sent you a text about something else. You replied that it had been a day. And then I checked, mm-hmm. and it was a day.
3: Well, and I get it. Look, it's the thing, if there's one pet peeve that I have, and I understand why it happens, it just it just kind of drives me nuts. tex ags. Reported something Saturday about they were expected. So of course that takes off on message boards. And can you confirm? Well, no. I mean, I, I, I'm not connected to the Texas A&M staff. I, I don't. I don't know anybody over there. I mean, I, so I checked with our rivals' people, who turned it into a story immediately that we were reporting it when we really weren't reporting it. Oh, they did. Yeah, and then okay. they said, "Well, we're reporting it because we confirmed it." I'm like, "Well, awesome, awesome, good." And so I checked back with my friend David Nuno at Texags, yeah, who. And I know people get on David for fandom or whatever, but I, I like David. I think he's a really good reporter. And so he said their people had not confirmed that they were there. And I said, okay. And so I texted Davison again. And Davison responded, I'll read you the text. Here we go. I'll find it. Okay. I know Davison. Did a show with him. 15 episodes or something like that. Um, I think Davison likes me. I like Davison. Y'all have spent time together. We have. Um, I said, I'm hearing you're on a visit to Texas A&M. I'm just trying to confirm it. I hope this finds you well. That was the text. Because look, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest here. And this is going to piss people off. Maybe. I want what's best for Davison. If that's staying at Ole Miss, great. If that's going to Texas A&M, awesome. If it's going to back to Rutgers, Cool. Whatever makes Davidson happy, I'm for it. It doesn't matter to me. I like the kid. He's a nice young man. I think he's going to do really well in life. And if if the rumors are true that he's been offered, quote, life-changing money, good for him. Okay? Yeah, gotcha. He says, nope, I'm home in Jersey. I said, have you decided what you're doing in terms of transferring or not? No. Is it? Is it? So... I assume that meant I'm home in New Jersey. It's possible that he was home wherever home might be. Home is a weird term. He said nope at
2: least. He said nope. That that does not mean he was in College Station in a jersey probably. Probably. It's so possible that good. he was... I appreciate the nope there. It yeah. helped.
3: Yeah. But there you go. So I don't know what Davison's doing. I know that yesterday... People close to Ole Miss's efforts were not particularly optimistic.
2: They they seem to be losing they they seem to have lost optimism over the last thirty six to forty eight hours. Compared to last Thursday, Friday, something like that. I have not sensed, and maybe there's been an actual announcement. If so, I have not seen it. Um I have I have not picked up any optimism from the beginning much on Tashim Johnson. He appears to be following Chris Partridge wherever that ends up leading, um, is the way I would I would have that interpreted at this point.
3: But to your point, classes start today. Realistically, if you're not enrolled by the end of the week, it's kind of iffy. And you've got until the middle of next week, technically. And it would get done, but it would require some machinations at that point.
2: Yeah, they technically can go until like February the 3rd, but that... That would be every professor putting them manually into classes. That would be a, a much bigger pain than just hey doing it this week and moving on with your day and letting that letting that sit where it is. So, I mean, this week feels critical on the movement. Let's put it that way. Yeah, if you're trying to get here for
3: um, the spring, spring. This feels this feels big.
2: Which is the, I mean, it's the interesting part of all this. It's the interesting part of the the, the, the quarterback situation. Not, not that I'm kind of done with that after we spent five days on it last week. But, you know, he goes, well, you know, hey, Spencer Sanders is got, can do this and do this. Well, I mean, there's questions about when he's even enrolling. And two, to graduate from an institution, you have to take a certain number of hours at that institution. You can't come in and take one class and get the degree from that place.
3: Yeah, otherwise everybody would just go to Stanford for the last class. And hey, Stanford. I see, went to Stanford. I,
2: yeah. So, point being, he—it's not so simple as, oh, well, you just graduate, and then you're a graduate transfer in in August, and you go somewhere else. It's like, no, no it's not really, not really how that works.
3: Um, so it's complicated around these parts. It is these it's, days. It's very secretive. It's very secretive.
2: It's essentially the nuclear codes these days.
3: Yeah, it, it's the part of it people people get mad at me. I think it's the part of it where I'd. I'd I don't find all the drama and stuff attached to it all that intoxicating the way that a lot of people do. So I've kind of, kind of hit the recruiting wall here. I'll 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 go through it here over the next week, but
2: I'll be. I mean, up. look, it's the. I mean, it's this old man yelling at cloud a little bit, but it was kind of the nice part about the old system was it was a very clear calendar on when okay yep. this happened, and then you kind of chill, and then this happens, and then you chill, and yep. Now we'll yeah. go. We'll
3: send. Is- the way that the cal- during the season is the only slow time. The way that the calendar is set up is stupid. It it's it needs to be revamped. Greg Sankey said as much, so it probably is going to be revamped at some point in the. He did say that in the not too distant future. But this this is stupid. I mean, it truly is stupid. guess that's all there's nothing else right there's like five guys and there's a rumor about a tcu wide receiver i wrote about it on rebelgrove.com this morning i i I don't know i've asked the answers the questions have been seen but not responded to yeah so i don't know what what that does or does not mean it appears
2: that the kennedy kid appears is at least considering going back to alabama um as of this morning right uh that was that change
3: that was my understanding Yesterday afternoon. Um, but I don't know. Although Grind is saying
2: TCU, is that? Yeah, I don't
3: know. Okay.
2: Again, we're kind of chained to this a little bit, so I can't go search around for 10 minutes. So if somebody sees something, put it in the stream and we will relay it to everybody else. You can play producer here, uh, here today. So I don't know. That's where, uh, That's where it stands. Yes, Pete Golding tweeted out a shark this morning. If you'd like to decipher that, feel free. Let us know what you come up with. I I feel like I'm trying to uh,
3: interpret hieroglyphics at this point a little bit. So yeah, I I think I just kind of choose not to go there. Well, I don't. I don't.
2: Well, you don't know. Here's the deal: we don't really know the machinations of Pete Golding yet from a social media standpoint. There's gonna be, you know, there's some coaches who just get up every morning and do something, and you go, okay, that actually means absolutely nothing. It's just what they what they do. Yeah. Whether it be emojis or scriptures or whatever, I mean, there's always something that that, that they do every uh, every day there. Um, so, I don't know. Who knows?
3: All right. Um, Walker Jones did confirm Zamari Walton on social media, oh. and of course, he was immediately met with, "Now get Demoy Kennedy." Whatever he's making is not enough. And and by the way, I'm I'm listen. Yeah, I'm I'm going to do this. You're you're going to be surprised at this. Where are you going? Like Chuck Roundsville with on three. Chuck and I don't speak. We don't like one another. It's it's cool. But the whole blaming Chuck Roundsville for the Demoy Kennedy thing, if he ends this stupid. Nick Saban and people in Alabama didn't learn from the Ole Miss spirit or from on three that Demoy Kennedy was in the portal and was strongly considering Ole Miss. Give me a break. <laughs> That's insanity. Um, that's stupid. I don't even know what they reported. It wouldn't matter if they come out with specific, the specific the most specific of specific reports. That's not what moved the needle on whatever decision got made there. So that just I, like if Kennedy does not
2: sign with Ole Miss, it will not be Walker Jones' fault to any extent whatsoever. None none whatsoever. That's stupid. Walker's job is to manage an NIL situation. That's it. That's it. If there's not enough in the coffers, not his fault. And the best I can tell, he's doing a hell of a job. Uh, It is is quickly becoming, I think, a thankless operation relative to the amount of time that is involved with that that operation. I can't imagine. I don't think you're wired for that. I don't think think you're wired to get up and go, hey, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to manage an NIL
3: collective for the next. But I mean, at the end of the day, you can't make a kid do something.
2: No, it's, he's basically the I mean he's basically the capologist.
3: Hey, here's what we got, here's kind of how this works. All right. It's, cool. it's kind of like when people blame Jimmy Sexton for everything. He's not holding but you can't bring the kid into the meeting and pull the gun out and go, okay, it's all miss. No. I mean just like you can't make a coach leave or go somewhere. No.
2: I mean, now, is he kind of the puppet master? Sure. Well sure. But he can make things work. He can do puzzles. Yeah. But I mean he can't call Lane and go, Hey, you are going here. I mean, no. No. Okay. I mean. No. <laughs> you are going to fire
3: your offense coordinator. No. But I don't know. Like, I, I will be curious two years from now. It would be fun to sit down with the Walker Jones and go, okay, what have you learned? Was it worth it? Is this sustainable? Like, I'm really fascinated with the whole Jaden Rashada thing yeah. because of what happened at Florida and how it how it happened and how it went down. It's what I found. I mean, it was just in passing when I talked to
2: Walker for the wheels up thing multiple times. He goes, "Hey, you know, more of a full time job than I thought." I mean, he wasn't complaining or anything, but it was just kind of an offhand comment that was that was made multiple times as we were uh, as we were talking.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm for transparency on it. I think transparency would be one way to solve it. Okay. Where it's public, hey, a kid reached an NIL agreement. Oh,
2: I think the the NIL there should be a database for NIL agreements.
4: Yeah,
3: I mean the paper the school has the paperwork.
2: Yeah, if you're cool on paying it, then cool, put it out there. It's fine. I think that would solve a lot of it. We'd have no problem third party publishing what Davidson Minosa made off the podcast. Sure, here. Yeah, have at it.
3: I can tell you that. Uh, Davison did not get life-changing money. It was not life-changing. No. Peyton Chattonnier didn't go, well, you know what, I'm rich now. No. no I mean, we no, no. did that
2: podcast, we're rolling.
3: That's not really how that worked. I can tell you, i damn sure it wasn't life-changing money for me. It changed my money negatively. <laughs> I lost money. There's overhead in these yeah. things. I, lo- I mean, I lost money on that show. But he got his. He got what we had agreed to. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
2: Uh I guess this will go into the next break. But uh, anything at all? I mean, I I don't. I'm not even really being a smart ass here. Um, the the whys and hows don't aren't necessarily relevant. But Arkansas 69, Ole Miss 57. Played a pretty good first half. Turnovers. Arkansas, as has happened the entire year, Ole Miss can't count a runs. The only team this year that counted a run on is South Carolina. Yeah. Who is awful. Yeah. Um, how they want in Rupp, I know, is sports, but it still remains a mystery to me a little bit. And the same thing happened in Fayetteville on Saturday. This team mm-hmm. simply can't score enough, can't shoot enough. They defend. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, they play hard still for him. They yep. are not giving up on him at all. It's simply a – there are some things about their their offense that don't make a lot of sense, and then they just don't put the basketball in the bucket. And, I mean, at the end of the day – you're not going to win games when you're not capable of doing that. Matthew Morell gets banged up. haven't heard of determination on him at this point.
3: I haven't heard. I'm going to ask today. Um, I don't know. I hate to speculate. Um, he did not put any weight on that right knee. Now, he stayed on the bench, put ice on it. Yeah. Um, That's typically
2: indicative of a decent sign,
3: but usually, I'm speculating. Usually. um. But you know, look, if 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 he can't play, they, they they truly don't have anybody to put the ball in the bucket on a consistent basis. They they can't answer runs. Uh Arkansas got, I thought, a couple of big uh possessions late in the first half that gave them some momentum and they came out in the second half and they kind of took control of the game pretty early in the second half. And like you said, Ole Miss can't answer a run. Once you once Ole Miss is down double digits, like Ole Miss did make a run to pull it to 11 but once arkansas was up what were they up 18 19 points you weren't you weren't winning that game i mean oh did it get that high yeah okay yeah it got that high you weren't winning that game and, and they just you know arkansas desperately needed that game and they played like it they then to their credit they also were pretty dialed in on defense and so that's what happens in some of these these big sec games when both teams are pretty dialed in on the defensive end the, the, the team that just can't shoot their margin for error is so small. And so you have a piece that's out today. Um, I wrote a little bit about it in 10 Thoughts. They're 1-6 in the league. Um, this week they play uh, Missouri at home on Tuesday night. Then they go to Oklahoma State on Saturday. Oh, that's right. And then they have Kentucky after that. They still have to go to Auburn. Uh, they still have to go to Florida. They still have to go to Missouri. A&M. So yeah, yeah. game in there, you know, before, because
2: home games or whatever. I mean, I've got this paragraph in the story. They're nine and 10 overall, one and six in the league. They lost 20 of their last 25 sec games. They're 22 and 29 overall since the beginning of last season. And they've lost eight straight home games in the league Yeah,
3: in that time period. And that doesn't include the loss to UNA. Well, this isn't a gotcha thing because as I wrote in 10 thoughts, I, I have a lot of respect and, and, um, and frankly, I like Kermit as a person a lot. I have a lot of respect for him as a person and as a coach. That being said, going into this season, last season, there were questions. You know, are you are you making a move? And the answer was no. And I don't remember the whether it was a press release or whether it was what Keith said out loud or, or whatever. But the commentary that sticks out in my mind was that this is a program that should be in the NCAA tournament discussion on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. Well, that would mean this year. And they're not, they're not anywhere close to the NCAA tournament discussion. Their, their net as of yesterday was one Oh eight or something like that. It doesn't matter. Um, they're one in six in the league. The, the, the bare minimum to get into the tournament discussions, 11 and seven probably. Yeah. So do the math. Um, if you, at this point, believe this team has a chance to get to 11 and seven. I, I'd yeah, love to, one the rest of the I'd life. love to sit down with you and find out like how you deal with your day, because maybe I could learn something or maybe I would walk away going, you're, you're nuts. One or the other. Um, if that's the case, then there's an inevitable conversation that begins here soon. Frankly, it's kind of already begun quietly behind the scenes. Not, I don't mean with Ole Miss people. I just mean coaching. Based on my text messages, yeah, sure. you know, I know some people in coaching, and I've had some people ask, "Hey, what's going on?" And my answer is always, "Look, you're, he's the coach until he's not." I don't like the speculation. You and I have never put a hot board out before no. and won't, because who knows. And I don't know what Keith Carter's thought process is. That being said, it, it I suspect tomorrow night, Missouri, six o'clock, it's going to be rainy. I just don't like the chances of much of a crowd. And at some point you run out of, and this isn't about anybody at Ole Miss or Kermit or anything, but at some point you just run out of excuses. It can't be, well, you know, it was raining. Well, it was late. Well, it was this, it, it If there's excitement, people go. If there's not, they don't.
2: It's what's so fascinating about this in in a couple different ways. We'll hit that coming out of the break. First, tell you about prom shrimp. promshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Shipped directly to your door. Fewer than 10 minutes from freezer to plate. Their newest offering, the New Orleans style barbecue. It's fantastic. The signature edition is fantastic as well. They got the full meals in the back, they've got the spicy options. They didn't let you season it yourself. If you have maybe a kid or somebody with a little more discerning of a palate. So let that be dinner tonight. Prom Shrimp, code
3: MPW for $20 off your first order. That's promshrimp.com. Did you know that Dead Soxy makes custom socks for companies and organizations? Dead Soxy custom socks make incredible promotional gifts, giveaways. They're also great for fundraisers. Custom socks just might be the best promotional product you've never tried. Think about it. Every person you know wears socks every day, and they wear their favorite pairs a lot. Why not take advantage of this knowledge? Take fundraising or branding to a whole new level. The minimum order is only 100 pairs of the same style. Lead time is six to eight weeks. Right now, every custom order is $100 off. So get your project started. Go to deadsoxy.com backslash custom to uh, check out what they do with custom socks. Um, we are also brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch, Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Let Walk-On's um, handle some of your carryout needs as well. Just go to the Walk-On's app and uh, check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. Uh, The College Corner is your uh, one-stop Rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're uh, tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, Different names, but the same great products, same great services, same people. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you're in Hernando, Memphis, South Haven, that area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1. That's right, every item Starts at just $1. Shop now at astock.bid. Download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. A Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. If you want it, bid it, win it.
2: Podcasts brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery, JohnsonHillCreamery.com. And it's time to get those Valentine's Day pre orders in. They got a lot of options, they got cannolis, macarons. Chocolate-covered strawberries, brown butter chocolate chip cookies. They're doing a gift box this year, as well as a dessert box for two that has the macaroons, the chocolate-covered strawberries, the cookies, and the cannolis all in it. Pick up is Valentine's Day. It's 10 to 5. You uh, you know just need a little, uh, little heads up, but not much. You can even place the order right there online at johnsonhillcreamery.com or 662-419-9201 and then on their instagram page today they got a pretty cool video showing how they make their keen cakes from scratch and get them ready to go still time for those as well 24 hours notice with johnsonhillcreamery.com no look it's it can't be this um it's the stats we talked about it's that when i've dug through um numbers for frankly a while now um there's some flexibility in this whatever they decide again it's it's it was it was it's a complicated thing a little bit i mean just the inside baseball here because all of the numbers are in that story are important um it, it it just takes somebody with eyes to see that the product is not working right now and mm-hmm. in, in all ways however i don't cover the sport and it feels and you had to be really careful it wasn't trying to be a hit piece it wasn't trying to be anything really giving a comment on kermit's tenure is in what should happen that would be irresponsible of me on multiple levels. A, I haven't been to a game in almost a year. And two, that would put Neil in a really weird spot if I was like, hey, fire Kermit Davis today. Um, wouldn't be overly advantageous at that point. Hey, just heads up, um, you know, run him out. So point being, when you go through it, though, it's it's two different things. Is there's some flexibility should you want to make a change? I thought that was one of the more interesting parts of the story is that Kermit's buyouts a little over four million, it's like four point two, but they owe a million pretty quickly. It's like thirty or sixty days or something like that. But yep. the three point two beyond that is paid out over four years if you choose. There's annual installments. Well, that's only eight hundred grand. And when you look at what happened last year, there were six hires. Mike White being the only Power Five high major from one school to the other. Everybody else, they're not making a ton of money. It's all under three million dollars. It's one of those deals where when you look at it, there's a possibility, whether it be, and this is not a hot board, but a Dusty May, a Ryan Kelsey, just those type of names that are going to surface in any coaching search, especially in the Southeast at this point, you're probably not paying three, three and a half million dollars. You're probably playing an amount where even with a buyout, it would be a very similar amount of money or even a decrease in operational budget at that point. Um, It's just, I thought the numbers made... An interesting thing there and then what is this job supposed to be look should a change happen we have plenty of time to talk about that but when you dig through the history there's just not much there and we all know that and I mean look is 1990 relevant to 2023 no it's not however you would like some proof of concept and Ole Miss has had back-to-back winning SEC seasons five times in its in its history Two of them were a three-year run by Indy Kennedy from 2015 to 2017. That's the only time in program history they've had three winning conference records in a row. Mm. Rod Barnes has had one. Um, I think that was 0 one 2 I could be wrong there. Um, Rob Evans had two in a row. And most people think he would have had it rolling had he stayed. He, he goes to Arizona State after this season. But he had the best two-year run ever from a conference standpoint, 12-4, and 11-5, in his final two seasons. And then the only other one were – it was the last year of one coach and the first year of another coach. It was Bob Wetlick and somebody else from back whenever that was in the 70s or the 80s. That's it since the 1930s. Um, I'm not going to go back into the 1930s and see what happened. So the point being, from a proof of concept of conference winning and what looked like – this is not diminishing the Rod Barnes era or anything else, but they still didn't put a bunch of conference seasons together. Now, they made the tournament – they had five tournaments from ninety seven to 02. They only have nine all time, which is what is fascinating about this to me, and it's not a it's not a negative toward Keith or anybody else, is Keith saw the heyday. He played in the heyday. He played in three straight tournaments from Ole Miss from ninety seven to ninety nine, and he wants to replicate that. I mean, his quote's thing. I mean, he expects to be good at basketball given his history and his passion and everything for that sport. He wants to be good at basketball. Yeah, of course. Of course in his and yes, his argument is we've got an arena. He thinks the NIL can be competitive. He believes that the league being as good as it is gives everybody a rising tide leg up because you don't have to finish third in the league to make the tournament. You don't have to throw some crazy number in. You Gotta get to sixth or seventh. Yeah, he strictly he he firmly believes that Ole Miss can be successful in 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 basketball, and it it's can. one of those deals where I sit there and watch it and go,
3: I'm interested. I mean, okay, let's let's see what this looks like. Well, when you wrote this in your piece, here's the thing: it doesn't matter what you think about. College baseball, whether you are the biggest fan of it or you don't care at all, the truth is it doesn't really start on your campus until the middle of March. Yeah, sure. So you've got this gap. I know that they start in February, but the only people that really go out in February, the mid die-hards. midweek, are the diehard of diehards. Yeah, sure,
2: Arkansas State on February the twentieth or whatever it's that is. Cold.
3: Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, even the players are like, Ugh. those games. Um so you have this gap between Thanksgiving in terms of on campus events. You have this gap between Thanksgiving and basically the Ides of March. That if your basketball program is not competitive, that's just too big of a gap. Yeah. Kids are coming to visit. Uh just fan morale. Stuff. Just just
2: just fans. Hey, just I want to be interested in cuz look, one of the ways to get more people at football games and more people is to keep them throughout the year. Yes. Where one of their hobby is just Ole Miss Athletics 365. Right. It's talking about it. It's recruiting. It's, okay, we're just going from football to basketball to baseball. Oh, that's interesting about tennis. I'm interested. I'm sure. in. I'm, I'm giving you my discretionary time, money, and emotions. Yes. All three of those things. Basketball's too big of a gap in the middle to kind of lose people and have to get them back a little bit.
3: Yeah. It's, and the gap is massive when you go Thanksgiving until the middle of March. And then what would happen if you had a season where baseball was subpar? Had injuries. You know, if last season didn't end the way that it ended. I mean, do an alternative universe where NC State gets that bid. Sure. You know, I mean, it was close. That's my point. It could happen. Is it likely? No, of course not. I mean, I'm, I'm on record as to what I think coming. You think
2: it's getting less likely by the day?
3: I think college baseball is to the point where there's going to be five or six teams in this part of the country that just pass the t- title around. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point is, is that. And even the, you just, you, just can't, you just can't give away January and February on the calendar. You, the tournament rolls around in March, and even the people who go, I hate college basketball, the tournament rolls around in March and they have three brackets. It's just, it's too important. Go to, go to some games on a campus on a Saturday night where the team is in the tournament mix, and the students are jacked up and it's fun. It's fun. Uh, it's cold in this part of the country as it is anywhere else in January and February. It's not cold inside the arena. You have this nice arena. Um, you've got nice club area. It's, it's all that stuff. Yeah, they can work on the TV angles and stuff, but inside the building, it, it, it's a place that should be pretty electric on Tuesday night, on Saturday night. It should be, and it's not. And so if you're consistently not, you've got to address it. And I... My anticipation is it's going to be addressed. Now, how attractive is this job? I don't know. We'll see. I think that's Keith's biggest challenge, frankly, in the next month and a half to two months is not only deciding, hey, what are we doing and how are we doing it, but if you decide to make a change, you have to decide how that change gets how you how you move forward in a way that makes it exciting quickly. Cause it's gotta be cool again to go to basketball. And it's not cool right now. No.
2: It's it you almost it's almost anti cool. I mean, I know a good many people around town that you they go and it's almost like, Hey, why are you doing that? Hey, oh really? Ha ha. I mean, like yeah. that's that's not good. I mean that's no. not Like that's that's a bad health situation for the sport
3: because you know, look. I mean, I like college basketball a lot. Now, I don't like it as much as I like the NBA, and that's a stylistic thing. I had this conversation with someone at Carson's uh, soccer game Saturday morning. We were His game started at 10, and so the Arkansas-Ole Miss game started at 11, and I pulled it up on my phone so that I could just kind of keep an eye on it because Carson's game was a blowout, thank God. And um, we were having this conversation about stylistically there's just so many whistles yeah, sure. There's no flow. And then you watch an NBA game, and there's flow. So if you watch a lot of NBA, it's hard to watch college basketball. But most people who watch a lot of college basketball don't watch the NBA. Yeah, and sure. so you, stylistically, they don't even see it. And so... It's atmosphere and laundry and something yeah. to do. And, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll go on Tuesday night, probably, depending on the weather. And Carson's got, got a playoff stuff. game. But anyway, it... <laughs> Look, it's not a. It, it's a hard product to watch, and 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 so I, I get it, and, and it's kind of quiet in there. That place shouldn't be quiet. Um, Keith's got to get, whether it's Kermit or anybody else. They, yeah, sure. from a brand standpoint, the brand's got to be more exciting. Like you saw that with Missouri, they they brought in, hey, we're gonna play this different brand of basketball. We're gonna we're gonna do, we're going we're gonna we're gonna have an identity. And in this league, I think you have to have that. I mean, you look at what Bruce Pearl's done at Auburn. Look. There's no reason that Ole Miss can't replicate what there's Auburn's There's a couple done. things
2: that are true at the same time. One of them is that a lot of the seats that are empty are still sold. So from a straight monetary standpoint, the right. money's already there. Right. But even in that realm, I mean, I've got the numbers. I pulled them up. Is last year, Ole Miss basketball, and not a good season. They went whatever they went last year, 4-14 four and 14 in
3: the league. Is that right? Yeah, they went four and fourteen in the league, lost in the first round. They
2: made one point four six million in ticket sales last year. That number's down to from a projection down to one one four this year. That's three hundred thousand dollars of a loss in ticket sales from last year right. to this year. Contributions, which is basically premium seeding, CGAs, all that kind of stuff, donations, whatever. That's down almost two hundred thousand dollars from last year. They've lost money from last year to this year from a straight revenue standpoint. $5 million to $4.3 that's not the money the conference gives you whether you go 18-0 and 0 or 0-18. There's a lot of money there. That's why it obviously makes more than anything else. right? And look, some people are going to say this is unfair, and maybe it is. Maybe it's me because of what I do every day. But I look at what baseball is doing and go from a fan support standpoint, there shouldn't be this big of a discrepancy on money put in from a contribution standpoint, a ticket sales standpoint, all those kind of different things. There just, sure. they're, they're just shouldn't. Um, sure. it, it, it is what it is. Because Ole Miss Baseball last year, and again, they didn't host a regional, they didn't host a super regional, they were on the road taking out conference money for them. They made seven point eight million dollars last year. Um, now they had huge expenses. I'm not saying they netted, but from right. a straight revenue fan support standpoint, they made seven point eight million dollars, including about three point five in contributions. It's a big number for baseball. It is. And it's a credit to them. Mm-hmm. But there shouldn't be that big of a gap between the two sports. I Absolutely guess, shouldn't the, is be. is the point. Because, look, if it's an exciting product, even if you sell out, you can raise ticket prices a little bit. Football's shown you that. Baseball has shown you that. I mean, everything's not stagnant, you know? No. Um, so it's – it's look, we're not doing an autopsy. We're doing a, we're doing a lab report. But it just you're, – you're seeing a lot of issues on
3: all fronts here. I mean, I wrote this yesterday. It's Ten Weekend Thoughts. It's at rebelgrove.com. Kermit knows the score
2: well he knew the score last year. I mean, Keith has talked about, not even with me, with other people, about you know gave kind of gave him a year last year, said, "Hey, next year we got to be got to be in the mix, and they're, and they're not in the mix,
3: and so the conversations
2: it, it goes it, into hushed tones because then this is a credit to him. everybody likes Kermit they do I mean it's true. Well, it's when not, you get into
3: a postgame situation and you don't want to ask that in front of everybody, you'd rather ask that in a private setting. Ask me how I know, um, <laughs> but it, it's the elephant in the room after every loss. Hey, was this the one? Because one of them's eventually going to push over the edge. He's going to get his money. He's going to be fine. He's talented enough to do television. He could go out and do fundraising. There's a lot of things he could do. He. Might go down a level and coach again. I have no idea what he wants to do. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know. But if he's going to salvage this, the turnaround has to come pretty quickly, and I just don't see the pieces in place. But his team's playing really hard. Like, the thing you wait for on a disaster season is when does the team kind of quit? And I hate that word. You know that. But you see it sometimes when a team's like, you know what? not answering this better. They're playing out the string. Yeah, one team's just playing harder than them. They're not doing that. Last week, I mean, Saturday, they played just as hard as Arkansas did. They did. Never let up. Even at the end, when Morrell went down and they're down, I don't know what it was, 18 points, something like that. If I'm wrong, don't yell at me in the stream. It might have been more than that. It might have been 16. I don't remember. They cut it to 11. Arkansas called timeout. Musselman yelled at his guys. Like, what the hell are we doing? Because Arkansas blew a big lead against Vanderbilt, and that's kind of become a talking point there, that they can't finish games. And Ole Miss kept coming. Deshaun came in and, and gave him a spark off the bench. But it's not enough. And So you, what happens if, if you don't have Matt and you have your typical shooting game without Matt, do these six and seven and eight-point losses turn into 20-point losses? And then do you get guys to keep playing hard? I don't know. But that's what you watch for. And in absolute credit to Kermit and to his players, that's not happened. They're 1-6 in the league, and you'd never know it in terms of their effort. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring,
0: the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: find a center near you. That's U N I F Y D com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the unified healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
3: And I've seen teams. Andy's last team. They just wouldn't play hard. It's why he walked away. And then after he walked away, they kept not playing hard. They played hard. The rest of the season, they played hard like once. Yeah. They had that one night for Madlock. Ironically, they played really, really hard at the tournament for about 30 minutes against Missouri, maybe? I think it was Missouri. In St. Louis. They win? No, they lost. Okay. Okay. Because that was the night that I was getting all Ole Miss,
2: rest- Missouri games were, like, chippy for a little while. There was, yeah. like, a kind of a weird, like, semi-rivalry there in that series yeah. for a bit.
3: It was... I was walking out of the arena, and the guy goes, are you... You have a ride? And I was like, no, I was just going to walk back to my hotel. He goes, no. No. Get really? A yeah, get a ride.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
3: I, I walked anyway,
2: but... Oh, you did? I did. I mean, you walked through Fresno. I did. Just down to the Chili's, but... I was careful. Were you? I've told you this many yeah. times. That was not... It's not good. Skip that trip moving forward. when They do a home and home with Fresno.
3: Yeah, I'm not going.
2: Things have been so different. Had Derek Millinghouse not hit a little floater Whew. there that day. Just hit the little floater.
3: It was over. I've told this. I almost had to. And then on the flip side, if Jarvis Summers hits a little floater from the free throw line, that team might go to the Final Four. Yeah. But here's the point to wrap that this part of this up. Yeah. That team was in the conversation. People were dialed in. People were interested. you got to be in the conversation. You do. I think that's the, I think at least for right now, the standard here is on the weekend going into the SEC tournament, there's talk about, do we need one? Do we need two? Are we good? And if you're not in that, if it's got to be well, you got to win five games in five days. No one's even watching.
2: No, just interest. Hey, there water has, cooler talk.
3: Yeah. Where the SEC tournament has to have some meaning for your team. Yeah.
2: Podcast brought to you in part by GNM Pharmacy 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. They offer to fill prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you one trip to the pharmacy one delivery and you have everything you need when you need it with g and m or tyson drugs they're in holly springs so uh, whatever you need they can help you out including transferring your medications you make one call they take care of the rest again 662-236-2222
3: solutions rx is a uh, probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Olmes miss pharmacy alum chris cornelison It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside the U.S. and inside Mississippi for that matter. If you take diabetes medicine, high blood pressure meds, or cholesterol medications, you know that they typically cause some side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support, helps put those vitamins back into your body, helps you with those side effects, keeps you more compliant taking your medications, uh... Over the long term, Solutions RX is a, uh, available in local independent pharmacies across the continental U.S., uh, including all across Mississippi and off their website, solutionsrx.com. Enter the promo code OEP at uh, checkout and you get 10% off your first order. Game changer patches, a uh, sponsor my 10 weekend thoughts. They're the only two patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm up patch. Use before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at uh, checkout for 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff a UL508A panel shop. To learn more, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Valentine's Day is three weeks from tomorrow, I think. It's on your calendar, really. Firm there. you We got actually, big flashing actually was, flashing lights. I actually was doing math. I did 8 plus 14 is 22, which is three weeks and a day. So maybe I'm right. ULM math kicking in. If you haven't, uh, if you need to be doing Valentine's Day shopping, some of you suckers haven't figured out how to work that off your calendar. If it's still very much on your calendar, go to Lamons, eleven twenty six North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lammon's is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at dot com or call them at 662-234-2777.
2: Let's see. Um, I guess that's all on that. I think we exhausted it for a Monday in January. Um, yeah, there, I mean. There are days remaining here. I'm, a lot of games left. There's 11 SEC games left, plus Oklahoma State, plus tournament. Yeah. 13. 13 games. Again, tomorrow night, it just, they play Missouri, 6 o'clock. Yeah. It's not an 8 o'clock game. As you said, it, it's it's a good time slot for a crowd if you're going to get a crowd.
3: And it's going to rain. Missouri's better. 100% chance of rain. There's 70% here. It's so 100% in Clinton. Right. <laughs> you have multiple forecasts here.
2: Yep. When do they make that decision? By,
3: I would today? think they'd have to do it today.
2: You're anticipating a change.
3: I anticipate they'll play it on Wednesday. Not the Ole Miss Missouri game. That's going to play a Tuesday night. I'm re- referring to a different game.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um. Okay, We're getting some NFL. I think at this point, yeah. uh, the uh, the semifinals are set. Not surprised by any of the results. Um, at least. The winners, I guess, maybe how they looked in a couple games. But as far as the actual uh, – it's actually the teams that won. Not a shock. In the NFC, Philadelphia and San Francisco, they have been the best two teams in the NFC for most of the season. Philadelphia, yeah. for sure, all season. Um, and then in the AFC, for the second straight year, the Bengals are headed to Arrowhead to play the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs uh, dispatching of the uh, the Jags. The Jags did get everybody a backdoor cover that had them with that field goal there late that changed the line. It that, did. that was a, that was a cover, but uh, even with a gimpy Mahomes, Kansas City pulls that off and wins. And then Cincinnati just dominated Buffalo yesterday um, in the uh, in the snow in a, in a game that really was never close. There were a couple times where Buffalo got the ball, but there was never a push where you were wondering who was going to win that football game. I did not feel like at all. yesterday even at like 10 to 6 or 14 to 7 or whatever it was i went
3: yeah i don't know 14 to 7 was the only time that they were back within a score yeah because cincinnati added the field goal and then after that i think it remained a two-score game the whole way
2: that is correct mike hilton had a hell of a day yesterday for the uh for the Bengals. he did he's just a football player
3: their whole defense um was really really good they they are underappreciated as a defense because of the sexiness of their offensive weapons. Yeah. But their defense, and Mike's a huge part of that. Like, he damn near knocked Allen out of the game. I'm not surprised at all that Mike Hilton is still at this point in his career. I think he's an elite NFL player. Do you think he's
2: underrated on the NFL level?
3: Yeah. Do you? Among fans? Yes. Among... in Not, not exacts or inside, personnel. No 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 no, 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 no. They know what they've got. Yeah, he's a dude. He's... He's an elite pass rusher. Like, he's one of the best at timing blitzes and such. Mm-hmm. But they played really good up front since that he did um, defensively. Their linebackers, uh, both Pratt and Wilson, are, are, are talking about underrated guys. Uh, they're both underrated. And then that secondary, Give hey, look, Eli Apple played well. Oh, boy. Um, the, the rookie, uh, Britt, played well. This played well. We
2: didn't know what side of the injuries would look worse or more of a toll, and I think everything that could have been an issue with Buffalo happened yesterday. Their defense is not its itself at all compared to when it was fully healthy. I mean, Von Miller would have made a hell of a difference yesterday in that football game. Sure. Demar Hamlin would have made a difference in that football game. They were, they were out some dudes, um, and then, like I said, the Bengals up front held up pretty well. They ran the football. They controlled well, the line the of scrimmages. I mean, that, that, that did not hit them. And then Josh Allen kind of did what Josh Allen has been doing. He is a freak physically, and he can go win football games, but then at times he just doesn't look right. He he was hesitant to run at times yesterday. He didn't use his feet the way he has in the past. He was, It was a game that you don't want to make too big of a deal out of it because if Buffalo wins the Super Bowl next year, nobody's going to be surprised in the, in, the, in the slightest. But I do think going into the offseason he is falling below that Mahomes – burrow tier um for next season as far as the way he looked in that playoff game yesterday i mean does that actually have any real tangible value no but i mean we're talking heads i do think that he's not mentioned in exactly the same breath as those two guys moving forward until he does something
3: else well yeah yeah it's fair because either mahomes or burrow is going to be back in the super bowl yeah i mean mahomes has been in the super bowl twice burrow's been once so Mm -hmm. i mean do the math um
2: burrow trying to go four and oh against Mahomes on sunday i know it's not a head-to-head
3: deal but just saying burrow's just a damn beast i mean we do the thing about how cool he is and all that stuff and i get it i get that that's the joe cool and all that stuff and he's unfun. And
2: it's, and it's his marketing i mean he it is it's, it's it's it's
3: formulated to an extent but he made some really good off-platform throws his ability to sense trouble in the pocket, move away from that trouble, and create a play—you saw it on the first two touchdowns. The, the pass to Chase was moving off platform. Mm-hmm. The pass to Hurst was uh, absolutely fooled Buffalo with his eyes. He's he's a terrific player, and they've just got so many weapons. And they look if they can run the football like that, they're dangerous. That running game has not really been there the last month. I watch. I watch the Bengals week after week. Um that was that was a strong performance for them. They were very motivated. It was you know it, it was kind of ridiculous that that level that that they used that kind of insult from the NFL as motivation for them, but they did and it worked. And if it works, it was it's good.
2: I am um, look, I'm not really trying to I don't think it's a conspiracy theory, and I'm not saying it was starting next week. I'm glad that didn't happen to give the NFL a look at a neutral site conference championship game because I want nothing to do with a neutral right. site conference championship game. Right. And I think you would at least planted the seed when it went well mm. to go, huh, well, what if that oh, week is neutral yeah. site too? No, cause no, 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 play it. Let's, what was, let's go to Arrowhead. Let's go. Let's be in Orchard Park. Let's what was do fun that. about
3: yesterday was the snow. Yeah. and and the stuff hey buffalo earned that right so had yeah, that hey. been had that been i mean kind of had had, <laughs> had had it been you know buffalo and the dolphins for example it would have been oh can miami play in this cold because they you know, every one of their players grew up in south florida and... <laughs> <laughs> that is funny how we put that yeah, yeah anyway I'm yeah. S- they've got dudes that you know played in that all of their lives but yeah Anyway, it was fun. I mean, it was it was fun. It made that game interesting to watch. The juxtaposition of a game there as opposed to in Santa Clara, twenty minutes later, was interesting.
2: Is it? Is it? Is this something about the two te- the teams? What is this about that? Look, Dallas, San Francisco was a really good football game last night. It's a physical football game. Two defenses that that pre- predicated things in a lot of ways the entire season two huge franchise names, all this different stuff. And yet, it's almost kind of boring compared to the AFC games from a, maybe not atmosphere, but just a storyline standpoint. Maybe it's quarterback play. Maybe we're seeing better quarterback play in the AFC is what's causing it. I I don't know. But when I'm looking at it, and I'm an NFC guy, I just was not as into the NFC games for the most part. Now, I think I would have been had the Giants given a a fight on Saturday. And had that been close, Giants, Eagles was whatever. But of the four games, last night did the least for me just as a fan. I watched it, and I was entertained, and I'm down there to the last minute. But I just went, hmm. Because I find Jacksonville really interesting. Yes. I mean, frankly, there's a a point in the stream that I think is a good point. And I don't think it's crazy to go, hey, over a four-year period, would you take Josh Allen or Trevor Lawrence? It's a conversation. Trevor Lawrence. I'm
3: saying, mm-hmm. so they're for, coming for sure. Oh, they're coming.
2: Chiefs and Jags, fun. They damn near pulled it off. the Yeah, other line. all good, fun, all good. I'm, I'm all in. I mean, they were
3: really close. Bills, Bengals is fun as hell, even in a blowout. Like those two teams are fun. Well, look, the Bengals are really good. I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm a little biased, but the Bengals lost their first two games of the season. Joe Burrow, if you remember, had the appendectomy yeah, remember, where yeah. his appendix burst. Yeah. So it wasn't. It, it was apparently you know it was a it was little bad. It was bad. So he didn't get to do anything. And if you go back and watch the first two games of their season, and no one's going to, but if you go back and watch the first two games of their season, Pittsburgh at home at Dallas, Burrow's weak. Like he physically is weak. He, he just wasn't himself yet. Since then, they've lost on a last second field goal at Baltimore. Who else did they lose to? And one other game. I mean, they, they're like 13 and two. Well, NFL teams that go thirteen and two and 50 are really good teams. They're really good. They kind of got because of the whole Demar Hamlin thing and everyone in love with Buffalo. I think people sort of just dis- dismissed them because the line kept jumping. The line was six and a half at kickoff. Um, but I'm I, you know it was funny. The NFC game last night was really interesting to me because you have this San Francisco team that's good that has a rookie, he's a rookie, right? Purdy? Yeah. yeah. A rookie quarterback, seventh-round dude, Mr. Irrelevant all that crap. But they're limited because of Purdy. It's not a wide-open offense despite the fact that they have some weapons. Great tight end. Debo Samuel's terrific. Christian McCaffrey's electric. They've got all this stuff, yet they're kind of limited offensively. I thought that game last night was the indictment of Dak Prescott. It was was right there. It was right there to be won, and he made mistakes. And right
2: there all night. You know what I mean? Where yep. you, you, just, you get the ball back, you get the ball back, you get the ball back, any chance, go, 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 and you got it, and just couldn't do it. He um,
3: He made mistakes that veteran quarterbacks can't make in playoff games, that Joe Burrow doesn't make, that Patrick Mahomes doesn't make, And I saw
2: NFL people. It wasn't just missing receivers as in like his actual throws. It was not seeing open receivers, not seeing the whole field. They thought that he was really poor last night on just simply running the offense and the way it was supposed to be run.
3: The interception, the one that got tipped and deflected and turned into a a big interception was an absolute misread on his part. He did not realize a DB would be there. And that was – I watched it get broken down, and it was basic stuff. If you're the Cowboys, I said this last week, but I, I now I'm, I'm I'm in completely. There's going to be all this conversation about McCarthy and what is it? I actually thought McCarthy has coached a pretty good year. It's not his fault. If I'm in the room today, it's Dak. It's hey guys, this isn't about the coach. No, we he's know, done a good job. We know what this is. Yeah, Sean
2: Payton's not fixing this.
3: We all know what this is. He's a good enough quarterback to win the East. He's a good enough quarterback to get you to the playoffs. He's not winning playoff games. He beat a broken down Tampa Bay team.
2: Dallas has not been in the conference championship round since they won the Super Bowl in
3: 1995. Yeah, and, and uh, Tevin makes a good point. the The other terrible throw that he made that the, uh, the DB dropped. He dropped it because he cut on it so quick that he kind of overran it himself. If he is a split second later, it's a pick six. I thought it was ironic last night that the, uh, the kicker made two field goals. I kept waiting for the TV when Dak made a mistake to show the kicker throwing a tantrum on the sideline. They didn't show that.
2: Will they move on from him?
3: I don't know what financially they can do. I, I mean, I, can you find a taker for Dak Prescott? Somebody, or, I mean, maybe not for much, but I, take I mean, his contract. So that's what I don't know. You know, who who could you go get? Who's out there that is better than Dak that you can go get? Or because
2: that's the problem is, hey, if you're doing this, you got
3: to get somebody to go win the damn. thing. Or have you hitched your wagon to a guy that can't win it? Purgatory. And you know, look, it's purgatory. I mean, they're they're really good everywhere else. And he's fine. Fine doesn't win Super Bowls. Unless you are so elite elsewhere. And like, look, at, at this point, I sort of expect San Francisco to run out of luck Sunday. It feels like the Eagles. You know,
2: I wasn't in his head, but I listened to, the, to him talk. Jerry, emotional last night. Usually he's kind of pissed off or whatever. He was, he was choked up. He was upset last night. It was right there. It was yeah. so gettable. Yeah. That I do, I kind of just came away going, no, I think he's trying to shake this thing up. That didn't feel like, hey, we just get him next year. That felt like, no, hey, this doesn't work. Again, what's available? I don't know.
3: You know, you always talk about this. I mean, and it's serious, like the hand raised guy thing. They will have some sort of an exit meeting in the next two days, they'll sit around a table. And whoever he listens to is going to have an opportunity to talk, and that might be nobody. I don't know. Somebody's going to bring it up. When you survey the landscape in the NFC, you have a window here, but it's closing. How so? Well, look in your own division. Philadelphia is really, really good. A win away from the Super Bowl today and, and probably headed to the Super Bowl. The Giants... Yeah, they got bombed by the Eagles, but the Giants are coming. And they've got draft capital. The commanders aren't awful. And then you look around the rest of the the NFC. the, The 49ers are a steady, steady organization. The NFC North has a couple of teams that appear to be rising. Detroit's getting better. Chicago seems to be getting better. Um, NFC South's a, a cluster, but someone's going to emerge. You, you, this this kind of felt like a big opportunity. The NFC's kind of weak. It's not. It's got a couple teams up at the top, but as a whole, it's not like the AFC where it's just loaded with teams that can beat you. And Dallas sort of let this opportunity get away. They needed to be in the conference championship game, and they're not again. Line's incredibly
2: close for this weekend. Philadelphia opens up as a one-and-a-half point favorite over the 49ers at home. That's about right. Money line, I mean, that's not where you would make any money. It's minus 30 for the Eagles plus 110 for the 49ers and over under a forty five and a half in uh in this one. Okay. Actually, let me take it back. It, it's, uh, it's actually moved. It went from one-and-a-half to two-and-a-half. So now you can get the 49ers at two-and-a-half if you'd like.
3: Yeah, boy, it just feels like Philly right now. They looked good. They looked really good, and and, and the Giants were playing over their head. They were. And they the, were
2: not as talented by any stretch. Of the
3: and action. the Niners just, as for all their talent, and look, Purdy's a great story. But you got to get more out of that, don't you? Yeah. You got to get something enough. more out of him. And maybe he does. Maybe they turn him loose. We'll see. They're gonna have to score some points.
2: Philadelphia is not. You're not winning that game, sixteen ten. Yeah, and you I don't care go. what
3: the weather. Look, he played college ball at. Ames, Iowa yeah. he's played in the cold it's going to be okay yeah
2: I say that and then Bree sucked his entire career in the cold and I went you're from Purdue can you not be better in the cold that's true it was awful
3: he was it's like I
2: I don't understand it always gave me hope I go no 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 big team quarterback we're good we we're not good
3: he was a Texas boy that's a good point he only spent a few years he in he in
2: Lafayette Austin grew up
3: in Austin yeah, yeah.
2: And then on the other side, uh, Kansas City opened at two and a half, and that one's actually come down. It's gone from two and a half to one. Now just a one-point line for uh, for Kansas City. Here's the thing.
3: Mahomes, you don't know what he is. I mean, he's got a high ankle sprain. If Patrick Mahomes can't move around. You don't like Chad Henney against Joe Burrow on Sunday? All right, question. Uh Uh-huh. Did Kansas City make a mistake? By putting Mahomes back out there? Could they have won that game with Chad Henney? Because Chad Henney uh, orchestrated the biggest drive of the season for the Chiefs.
2: I don't know. Is there anything that would have made it worse by Mahomes playing? I I have no clue. I'm not a doctor. Right. So I don't know the answer to that. But, yes, there were several points where I went, no, no, no. Henney's giving you more of a chance right now because he can actually move left and right. Now, Mahomes toughened up there late. I mean, he makes that jump throw off the other foot. I mean, he did some crazy good stuff. He
3: did. He's he, well, he's an elite player. He's, he's an. But, MD, yeah, the way he, the game was going, you went,
2: you just kind of need to hold on
3: to the ball right here and move it a little bit. And, and, and Burrow got hit, you know, and who, he might be hurt a little bit. I don't know. But It just feels, and it's recency bias. Like, you watch Philly, and you're like, hey, nobody's stopping that. And then you watch Cincinnati, and you're like, dude. They beat them three times in a row. There won't be any arrowhead intimidation on their part.
2: No, Burrow kind of likes it. I,
3: I think the Bengals prefer going on the road. Something about that team. They
2: find any chip imaginable. They do. They look like a college team in that way where it's, oh, no.
3: Oh, I was watching some stuff last night that, you know, the reels and things. They were obnoxious to the Buffalo fans throughout the game, turning around and doing the whole deal of, hey, get your refund. Get your refund. I mean, they were they were chip chip on shoulder credit to zach taylor because not all nfl teams can do that he's yeah. able to he's able to get a team that went to the super bowl last year and led with three minutes to go to be the underdog you know
2: what i'm saying i mean at least the one cat kirby convinced them they're going
3: seven and five so i mean yeah it's it's yeah how- what i mean if look if it works as ludicrous as you think it it's is so all you got it but if you can convince the 45 people in your locker room that hey nobody believes in you
2: that's all you gotta do I mean... You don't have to convince the world.
3: No. They're all walking off the field feeling vindicated.
2: It worked. Six-point underdogs, guys. No chance. That's a touchdown.
3: you watched them, and I mean, the minute it's over, Burroughs walks up to the... And he says, um, job's not done. Yeah. You know, Ooh. Yeah. I mean, they're not... They're not the plucky underdog that's happy to be there. Oh, no. That game's got interesting written all over it. It... Yeah. it I know it's shocking. The best four NFL teams.
2: Probably left.
3: Probably left. We'll probably play two really good games. It it probably will be an electric day. Yeah.
2: Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark. N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Two packages. The Ignite. The 100 Mbps. Or the Blaze. The one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's N-E-S-P-A-R-C. 662-238-3159. Phone service. Pernal controls. Network security. Wireless mesh extender for those who need that extra help and much more. So whether it be Lafayette County or parts of Pontotoc or Union Counties that did not previously have internet, 662-238-3159.
3: Brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in uh, Jackson, Madison, that area, but they have clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. Um, they provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more Investing is treated like a commodity. At Pinnacle, decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. Check them out at MyPinWealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, Wealth.com. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Get in touch with John, give him some parameters, give him a budget. And he'll give you options that you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. Also brought to you by OPA, perfect place on the square. If you're coming up for uh, basketball, baseball, just coming up to hang out for a weekend, make sure you stop at OPA. They have uh, great food, great uh, craft libations as well. Uh, Also rafters on the square if you're coming up. Before the kids take it over at night, looking for a place just to grab a beer, watch some of the games, you can do that at Rafters on the Square. I'll have a mailbag on Wednesday. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. We'll have picks up again probably on Saturday like we've been doing for the Pro Games uh, brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board in all sorts of fields. Uh, it's always free for the candidate. And if your company is looking to hire a quality, hard to find talent, they can help you too. Keep in mind payment of service solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose. So give uh, Will, Sidney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. And don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick, are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today. For a no-cost digital scan of your teeth, let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no down payment financing is available at CorinthDental.com.
2: Your national champions are back for another exciting year of Ole Miss baseball, so you can show your support for their efforts on the field this season by signing up for the Pledge Per Win and Pledge Per, per Home Run campaigns. Donations are charged every Monday. They're allocated in your blue priority point totals and are up to 90% tax-deductible. So you can sign up today by visiting give 2 slash donate or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. We didn't talk about it. I'm not going to necessarily go crazy on a team in a helter-skelter 40-second last possession. But they ran three plays or whatever they did. Dak should have been sacked for a safety. I don't know what the hell that was about right there. When I think the 49ers guy was almost in shock. He was there and didn't realize what was going on. They have the guy not get out of bounds, not get his feet down, and then they run Elliott as the center on a play where the only thing that happens there is he gets hurt or gets Dak blown up in some way. That was it.
3: Yeah, it, was, it, it, it was bizarre.
2: It, it was a really weird final possession. Hey, throw a few outs and throw a ball into the end zone and just see what the hell happens. That's not overly complicated.
3: I mean, it was a fitting end to no, their that's season. Fair.
2: It was a time where they were the most well-run franchise in sports. Yeah. They are no longer. I mean, Jimmy, well Jimmy run.
3: Johnson. I mean, they, people knew what they were doing. Speaking of teams, if you're Buffalo and you're having this post-game post-season, what's your what's your conversation?
2: I don't know cuz you can convince yourselves that you have not a problem, but you got to get better and you got some really clear yeah. things. And then you could do the really scapegoat thing of going, "Hey, had Vaughn stayed healthy and this and this and this mm-hmm. and this." And maybe it's true, sure. but
3: everybody else has injuries too. Yeah. I mean, the Bengals played 3 backup offensive linemen. By the way, the rumor out of Cincinnati is that two of those guys are going to be back this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Which they need to be because that's the biggest advantage on the field
2: is the Chiefs yeah, front against the Bengals. Their defensive front,
3: sure. That's what's interesting is if you look at the four teams that lost over the weekend, two of them in their postseason, hey, we're good. Giants and Jags. We're rolling. We're good, especially the Jags. Hey-ho. Yeah, the Giants still eh. – But they feel pretty good about things. Yeah. If you're the Jags, you just go, hey, we got – Got the
2: win. Well, we got well, the, we, we got our quarterback.
3: We have yeah. our quarterback. We're good.
2: We're just filling in spots. We're now. fine.
3: We're fine. Yeah, he did nothing to have make you sell Trevor Lawrence stock over the weekend. No, no, that was that's a that's a post postseason meeting around the table where they'll someone will put their feet up and go, Hey, don't overthink it. We're good. Yeah. They have a hell of a coach. Can't so, wait to play. I really like Doug Peterson a I lot. I do too. A lot. He's a top five NFL head coach. For sure. So and the Giants feel pretty good the Cowboys not so good and the Bills it's a conversation how do you rate the four coaches left one to four well, I mean Andy Reid's a legend um I think Zach Taylor doesn't get the credit he deserves I mean
2: he has a really fine-tooth comb on his game day decisions I feel like I feel like Everybody's really waiting for any mistake he makes
3: from an on-field standpoint. He called a brilliant game yesterday. Jeez, I mean they they, they were brilliant. they were remarkably efficient. They had they had Buffalo completely guessing on defense, um, and then on the other side, Shanahan is very clearly an offensive genius. He is no way around it. I mean, everybody does the twenty-eight to three thing on him. Okay, fair enough. He had a night, but when you get through with that, can we get back to talking about what he does on a consistent basis, please? Um and then um, who's Philadelphia's coach?
2: Sirianni, yeah, Nick Sirianni. I mean, done of, a hell of a job. Having a hell of a year. He's he kind of rubs me the wrong way, but he's done a hell of a job. Yeah, kind of fits Philadelphia though. He's sort he does. Of a, kinda, he, yeah, you
3: know, in a lot of ways, so does Hurts. Kind of gritty. It's a big day for him. It was. Played a hell of a football game. He, I mean they just demolished. One I mean, hella, he was he was very, very good. They were surgical. Yeah. I
2: mean it, they scored the first touchdown and sometimes that's misleading, and I went that and went, Oh uh that that there, that, the, that looked different.
3: Theirs and Cincinnati's first drive were the two drives of the weekend that stick out where you're like, Whoa. Better somebody better answer quick.
2: Little uh something here for those who do care uh the australian open is moving through its tournament and the uh there's three americans in the final eight that is something that's not happened in a while american men's tennis has really struggled over uh the last couple decades it is the first time it's happened at the australian open since 2000 and it's the first time that uh there'll be a, a matchup of american men in a quarter or more at a grand slam since 2007 when andy Roddick beat marty fish so uh at least 15, 16 years here of uh, coming. So three different players, again, from America into the uh, into the final eight there in uh, in Melbourne. That's good. Djokovic still alive, so it's, yeah. it's, it is it's what it is. Well, it's like, because there was lots of... There was some tennis media making big deals of, oh, God, the one seed's gone and the two seed's gone. I'm like, Djokovic is the four seed, but he's the best player in the world, so... Yeah,
3: and you don't think he's a little motivated. Yeah, until
2: he's gone, that doesn't really count. Like, that. that's not...
3: Okay. Something tells me that Novak Djokovic, if he could give the candid post-tournament speech that he would like to give, uh-huh. it would be electric.
2: Speaking of all the disrespect, you think he found a level of disrespect in having a four next to his name instead of a one?
3: That and not being allowed to play last year. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, hey, I'll get it now. I mean, you know, what what changed? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he's, he's rolling. Been a little banged up, but still... Uh, Still making his way through it. Beyond him, I have no idea what's going on in the uh, in the tournament. I've watched zero. Usually, I at least turn it on or something, but I haven't even turned it on. I've turned it on a little. Have you? I don't really know who everybody is. but Yeah, I'm as least knowledgeable as I've been in 20 years.
3: It is still really good tennis, and so well, I, of course. I enjoy watching it.
2: I find myself watching Wimbledon and the night matches of the U.S. Open. Yeah. That's about where I'm, I mean, the most casual of casual. Right. You get a good night match at eight thirty in September or whenever that is. I go okay, yeah. You'll catch me for a minute. It's all, uh, it's all good. So anyway, uh, Tony Pollard broke his leg. By the way,
3: is Speaking that what happened? Yeah,
2: he, he uh, sources are telling ESPN that he he did break a leg in the loss.
3: I feared that he had done one of those hip things, like a Bo Jackson oh, really? hip Tua kind of Tua kind of thing. I was really concerned when I saw it. I was like, ooh.
2: So appears to be uh, appears to be broken leg there. So nonetheless,
3: were uh, you um, were you baffled as much as I was by the Damar Hamlin way that was covered yesterday?
2: Yeah, I didn't I, I didn't understand putting more of an emphasis on him on letting you see him. I mean, obviously being there is a huge step, but. I thought there were ways and not, again, I've seen some people say, Hey, you know, we got long issues. You're trying to protect him. You're Not doing anything against his health, but simply make it a little more of a focus on no. Hey, he's good. Right. Let everybody see that. Especially from an NFL standpoint, because I mean, you're talking about the biggest story of the year from an NFL standpoint, what happened, why all those different things. Yeah. That was, uh, I, I thought that was covered. Interestingly, I guess would be, yeah. The there was something,
3: odd, and I haven't figured out, I'm not doing the cold conspiracy thing that I've seen other people doing. Um, but i th- I thought it was odd watching it live, I thought it was odd the way that they seemed to try to hide him and then the way that inside this inside like the press box area, the suite where he was, they just showed the they showed this you couldn't even see anything and in today's day of h d right where on the field, you can see whether a player. Touched a, f- a a fleck of grass. There was nobody. There was no way to put a camera inside the suite just for a moment. Just it was odd. Yeah. Oh, that's it. it. Was there was something odd about it?
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm just kind of curious for a second. I'm trying to find it. This is obviously because of where Ole Miss is it doesn't matter. But uh, a team at Ole Miss beat Temple, beat Houston over the weekend, knocked off the number one team in the country. Yeah. The uh the Owls. They entered league play at six and seven with four losses to sub one hundred teams and then beat Houston. So that explains the South Carolina thing. because it's sports
3: and one the, the, day. The things two happen. best the two best basketball teams in the country are Alabama and Purdue. I think i buy that.
2: Speaking of the power rankings, they updated them this morning on ESPN, Alabama, the number one team in the country in their uh in their power rankings, the tide now seventeen and two they get Mississippi State and Oklahoma this week. Um Purdue number 2, as you said, Michigan Michigan State this week. The Bullermakers 19 and 1 mm. on the They uh, they're, they're the really season. good. They have Tennessee at number 4 by yep. the way. They they just win. Kansas State 5, Kansas to 6. Again, huge success story with Keontae Johnson coming back playing really well for uh for the Wildcats there. Virginia's back up in the top 10. Texas at twelve, Xavier at thirteen, Marquette at fourteen, Gonzaga all the way down to fifteen after their uh, their loss to Loyola Marymount.
3: I don't even think they Saturday. should be ranked.
2: And then Baylor at sixteen. Okay. Auburn just outside, looking in. Bruce Pearl's done a hell of a job this year. Auburn's right This is just their top sixteen power oh, rankings. This gotcha. is like if you were doing you know whatever. Gotcha, yeah, scenes. yeah. This is not the whole twenty five. Yeah.
3: No i I'm, I'm such a I'm such a Bruce Pearl fan. His teams. Like That team's good, but they're not just if, – if you took the uniforms, just put them in, in, you know, just some red uniforms. Yeah, sure. Just like a mesh, what you wore in, you know, P.E. Yeah, Back watching in practice. Watching practice. You would never go, oh, yeah, that's – What dip. you
2: wore in P.E. is kind of what Kansas State did do on Saturday with their true. lavender, weird, two-tone purple things.
3: But you wouldn't watch Auburn just running around no. on the practice court and go, that's a loaded SEC team. Mm-mm. They're good. They're good. But he gets, he gets every drop out of them. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, he's done a hell of a job. So,
2: All right, back tomorrow. We'll talk about something. I'm sure something will happen in the meantime. Again, Ole Miss and Missouri, 6 o'clock tomorrow night from the Pavilion for that. So big stream numbers today. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for uh, hanging out. Be safe, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium?